ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to tune back in. My name is Stephen Mannering from SR Mannering Ministries, and I just declare a blessing over your life today. I'm excited to bring the Word of God. I'm excited to share with you what I believe He's uh, dropped into my spirit. So I, I just want to come before you and say, will you join me in prayer and just pray that the Holy Ghost is going to release the fire and the power and uh, just the, the wisdom of His Word in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I bless each and every single person that's listening right now. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you absolutely touch them, that you overwhelm them with your love, that you overwhelm them with your mercy, that you overwhelm them with your grace. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that by your Spirit, O oh God, you would allow me to teach what you have placed within my heart with, uh, with boldness, with confidence, with assurity. Oh God, I just pray that uh, there would be clarity in everything that I'm going to say. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I want to start by going right to the Word of God in the book of Psalms and verse number 91. And uh, if you would, I, I want you to go to chapter 91 and verse number 9. So it says this, For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Hallelujah. I read that verse and the Lord just dropped something in my heart and began to just develop it uh, over the next few days. And so I, I wanted to start out by there is something that's very powerful in what it's talking about here. And it says this in verse number nine, you have made the Lord my refuge. There's something very, very specific about making the Lord your refuge. It's a decision. It's something that you have to declare. It's something that you have to act upon. And so I believe that this is a day and age that we're living in, that God is calling us to move forward and to say that He is the place that we're going to put our trust in. He is the one that we're going to put our faith in. He is the one that we're going to reside in uh, for all of our needs. And I believe that if we will cause ourselves to make that decision and to stand firm upon that, that choice that we will make, that the end result will be that no plague will come near you and he will give his angels charge over you concerning and guard you in all your ways. And so as I began to call upon the Lord and seek his face and say, okay, God, what is it that you really want me to release to the people that are listening right now? And so as I began to dwell upon that and meditate upon that, the Lord began to take me to another portion of Scripture, and it's in Matthew chapter 6. So if you wouldn't mind, if you've got your Bibles handy there, uh, go and turn to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, I read from the, the New American Standard Version, but I mean, you can read from any of them. They're all great. Just get a hold of one and, uh, and just start getting into it. So one of the things that I wanted to, to start out with is declaring that God is our refuge. And then go to the next step here and talk about prayer and what that means. And so when we began to uh, meditate with the Lord, he, he brought me right over to Matthew chapter 6, and it says in verse number 5, 
It says, and when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, in order that they might be seen by men. And truly I say, they have their reward in full. This is Jesus speaking this. And so, but in verse number six, this is the one that really hit me. It says, but when you pray, go into your inner room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will repay you. So I thought to myself, wow, this is really interesting that the Lord would bring me to this point. Um, and so another interesting fact is when we're talking about prayer itself, did you know that prayer, prayed, um, and pray are mentioned 365 times in the Word of God. So I thought, wow, that's really interesting that uh, it matches pretty much every day of the year. So I'm thinking that God didn't do that just by happenstance, that there's actually something to that, and that means that we're to pray every single day. So when we're talking about making the Lord our refuge, I believe that that's something that God is calling upon us that we need to do every single day. That we need to go into that place, and we need to shut the door. And this is a personal time time that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I believe that there's something very powerful that God is beginning to do within his church, that God is beginning to do within the, the nations of the world. I believe that there is a shaking that's going on and that there is a... Um, that there's an awakening that's also happening. And those that would have ears to hear, I believe that there is blessing that is going to be released to them. Now, the first thing that we want to talk about, I just want to give a little bit of foundation when we're talking about prayer. Prayer is what uh, is a word called tefillah. Now, that's, that's a big Hebrew word. And, and so what that really means is tefillah is to judge. Well, man alive, sometimes we don't think about prayer as being a, a judgment. But in order to get your prayers answered, and in order to move forward in the things of God, we have to first begin to judge our own hearts. So that's why I thought, man, this scripture is so interesting, because God is saying, you know what, don't pray to everybody out there, because they're not the ones that are going to judge you at the end of the day. They're not the ones that are going to be able to answer the needs that you're presenting. Only when you go to God in that secret place, and it's just you and him. When it's you and him and you begin to pour out your heart, now you get to the point where it becomes real and raw. And now it's the time that God sees everything in your heart and you know what's in there. So now you're beginning to judge those things. Are they right? Are they wrong? Where do we stand? So really the condition of your heart is what's at stake here. And that's the first thing that we need to recognize when we talk about prayer. Prayer is making sure that our hearts are right. Now, if you're a person and you're sitting there listening to me and you're going, wow, man, I haven't prayed in a long time. And, uh, you know, I've done this and that and the other thing. Um, but really, I'm a good person. You know, the Word of God says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we need to recognize that it's not our good works that allow us to enter into God's presence. It's only by the sacrificial uh, cross of Jesus Christ that when he paid that price on Calvary for us, he bought and paid for our redemption so that we have the opportunity to go into his presence, that we have the ability through the Lord Jesus Christ to, to walk in freedom because of him and only him. 
And it's not by anything that we would say or do, only that we would rest in him. And so if you're in a place right now, you know, lots of times preachers might wait to the end of a sermon. But if you're in a place right now where you know that you've made some mistakes and that you've fallen away from the Lord, take the time right now, put this on pause, and just begin to call up to God and say, Lord, I messed up. I, I've been in a wrong place, and I need your strength. I need your forgiveness. I need your grace. I need to apply the sacrifice that you made into my life, and I need to give my life to you. I need to recommit that to you. So do that, and let the Lord really uh, work in your heart, and let him show how much he really loves you, because that's what this is all about. It's all about seeing the Father's heart. It's all about knowing that Jesus loves us. And it's all about the journey that the Lord wants to take with us. You know, so many times people, they just give their lives to Christ, and then they go off and they do whatever, and they totally forget about him. What kind of a friendship is that? If you got married to your spouse and, and you just left at the altar and says, okay, have a nice life, what kind of a life would that be? That's not the, the idea behind this. This is a lifelong commitment. And this is the Lord Jesus who loves you so much that there's nothing that's going to separate him from you. Hallelujah. Bless God. So anyway, let's get back to this. So again, prayer is tefillah. Now, if we were to get really in-depth with some of these things, we, uh, we would say that tefillah is prayer, and tehillah is the spirit of praise. So you've got tefillah and tehillah, and, you know, there's tequila. That's just a spirit. You don't want anything to do with that one. Just, just stay with the spirit of prayer and the spirit of praise. And so I want to talk a little bit about both of those as we continue to move forward here. So... Let's go into 1 John chapter 3 and verse 20 now, if you don't mind, if you get your word. And it says this, But whatever your heart condemns us, for, for whatever your heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Hallelujah. You see, when we get into God's presence here, we recognize that if our hearts are in the right place, now we've got the confidence to move forward. And that's one of the key elements to prayer, is this confidence aspect that we're going to talk about. Now I want you to turn into Matthew chapter 11, and I want you to go to verse number 25. Hallelujah. And it says this, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. <laughs> You know what? When you get into that time of prayer, you can go off and you can do anything in life, and then all of a sudden you get into God's presence, and all of a sudden you start praising God, and now you recognize, oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, I've done this or I've done that. And so there's this condemning aspect that you bring upon yourself, this conviction. So we need to recognize the Word of God when it says, whenever you stand praying, forgive. Why do you have to forgive? Well, because if you don't forgive, then what happens is you're going to continue to be in that place of, oh, I don't know if God's really going to hear my prayers. Oh, I've done this, I've done that. No, God says in his word, and this is Jesus saying this in Mark, forgive. So part of that is applying the truths of God's word. 
if the blood of Jesus Christ was spilled and can forgive you and separate your sins as far as the east is from the west, then it's important to recognize that that's the promise that you need to apply to your own life. So that no matter what you've done, you can recognize, okay, I'm going to step into his presence, and because of God's grace, because of his shed blood, because of that sacrifice that he made, I can walk in confidence knowing that Jesus is going to hear my prayers, and that I can walk in and lay all my prayers before his feet knowing that he is going to answer when I base it upon the word of God according to his will. Amen and amen. But we need to understand, first step is we need to forgive. And that's what prayer is. It's that judging aspect. It's that looking into our heart. It's making sure that we're on the right path. Well, how do you do that? It's back into the Word of God. I'm always going to come back to this. It's back to the Word of God. It doesn't matter what a preacher might say. It doesn't matter what you might hear on the radio. Even if you're listening to me right now, don't take anything that I say as... Um, as the gospel truth on this? No, you need to take the word of God and you need to allow the spirit of God to say yea or nay to this. You need to allow the Holy Ghost to teach you because that's what he's there for. He's called the teacher for a reason. And he's called the counselor for a reason. He wants to lead you and guide you. Don't take anybody else's opinion. Lean on the Holy Ghost and he's going to teach you and he's going to show you what's right and what's wrong. Hallelujah. So we've looked at that that we want to pray. Now, one of the elements of prayer is there has to be some verbal communication. Lots of times people will sit there and they'll, they'll close their eyes and they won't say anything. Prayer is something that you verbally have to communicate with. It's something that you have to release. If you were to just sit into a room with anybody and not say anything, well, that's not really a relationship. They don't know what you're looking for. It's the same way with the Lord. When you go into that time of prayer, there has to be some verbal communication. There has to be something that you're speaking out, all right? So lots of people, they'd say, well, that's just silly. You know, uh, I feel like I'm speaking to dead air. It's okay. What you're doing is you're creating a relationship. And I can honestly tell you, the more you do this, the more you begin to apply that time where you shut the door, God is going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you in different ways. I'm not going to get into that teaching right now. But what I can tell you is that that time where you're shutting the door, closing yourself in with the Lord, is going to be a time when He's going to speak to you, if you will take the time to do that. So, First thing, Matthew 21 and verse number 22. It's going to talk about speaking. And it says this. Hallelujah. And all things you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Oh, man alive, I'll tell you, this is a powerful verse. But one of the things that you need to do is you need to ask. And next we're going to talk about believing. So there is... There's something that, that we need to uh, kind of unpack a little bit, and that's uh, faith. So when we talk about faith, uh, what's the opposite of faith? Well, the opposite of faith is really fear. And so you'll see lots of people, and they will feed into one of these two areas in life. 
So if you begin to feed into fear, then what begins to happen is everything around you, you start to get nervous about, you start to get anxious about. Um, if you're listening to news constantly that's negative, 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 and despair and, and, and reproach and destruction, all of a sudden you start to get all that, you start to see that fear build all around you. And you start to see people get very, very anxious and very, very nervous. However, on the flip side of the coin is if you talk about faith, if you start building into your faith, all of a sudden you're going to start to see things in a totally different manner. All right. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the, the grandpa that takes uh, his two grandsons into a room and they open up the room and the room is filled with manure. And the one kid goes in there and he goes, oh my goodness, this is terrible, this stinks, this is rotten. And the other one dives in. And the grandpa looks at him and says, why are you diving in? He goes, well, there's got to be a pig in here somewhere. You see, at the end of the day, it's what you're looking at, it's what you're building into. The same thing, only different. So if you're putting yourself into all this fear, you're going to reap whatever you're sowing. You know, that's what the Word of God talks about. So, how do we talk about faith? Well, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's what the, that's what the Bible says. So, if that is the case, then what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're balancing ourselves in life, that we're continuing to build our faith over and over and over again. Well, how are you going to do that? You're going to read the Word. You're going to get into preaching. You're going to get into praise music. You're going to get into things that are going to be encouraging, things that are going to build you up, things that are going to excite you in the Word of God, things that are going to um, cause you to think differently. You know, the Word of God talks about renewing our minds. You know, and we do that by the washing of the word. So that's why it's important. And lots of times in today's day and age, we don't want to read. We've, we've walked away from the word of God. Well, if you walk away from the word of God, you're walking away from faith. And what happens is it begins to be replaced by fear. And the more fear you allow into your life, the greater anxiety you're going to go through, the greater depression you can enter into, the, the, the greater situations of negativity you can walk into. And all of a sudden your vision starts to change. You see, and the Word of God says that where there's no vision, the people perish. So what I'm imploring you to do is to get, take some time, shut the door, and allow the Word of God to teach you. And this is important. I, I want to encourage you that this is kind of like being an athlete in some ways. An athlete doesn't go into the gym or doesn't go into a swimming pool or doesn't go onto the track and, and do uh, something for one day of the month. And even if they do it for 12 hours during that one day, that 12 hours, they might reap some rewards a couple of days afterwards. They're probably going to be really sore. But if they try and, and use that one day and go into the race or do whatever they're doing, chances are they're not going to end up and they're not going to fare very well. Right? Because they've allowed the other 29 or 30 days of the month to be filled with nothing. And so it's important that we want to try to create consistency in doing this. So that's why it's important that we take some time, close the door, and, and just um, allow God to move in our lives. Now, I want to stress this uh, so much. This is not a formula. I, I'm not trying to be legalistic by saying this. The relationship with God is that he is a father, all right? He's not a formula. However, there are things that we can do that are going to allow that relationship to develop. 
If you think about being in a relationship, if you want to consistently show your love, you're doing things. You're expressing yourself. Uh, you're communicating uh, in, in whatever fashion you might have. Uh, and that can be various different ways. It's the same thing with your relationship with the Lord. It's not just something that you take and put on the shelf. It's something that you want to develop. Now, I was told by a very wise man once that a good marriage takes a lot of work. And if you are living in a good marriage, you understand that it's taken a lot of work. If you've been in a marriage for any length of time, you recognize that there's a lot of work that has to go into it to make it look good. It's not that easy. So, and if you look at an athlete, you might think, oh man, they make it look so easy. But what we have to understand is the hours and years of preparation that they put into this, put into their, their, their sport, put into uh, that dedication. Uh, all those things that they might have said, no, I'm not going to be part of because I'm focused in on what I want to do. And so what I'm trying to implore you to do is, as we're beginning to take this journey with the Lord, that you would understand that there is a season for us to dedicate in every day uh, into prayer and getting into His Word. So, uh, prayer is something that we verbally have to ask. I want you to turn to, to James chapter 1 and verse number 6. Bless God, bless God, bless God. Bless God. It says this in verse number 6. But let him ask in faith, without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. So, what I want to express to you right now is as we're beginning to move into this season of prayer, the first thing that we have to do is we have to ask. The second thing that we have to do is we have to recognize that we need to pray without doubting. So what did we just read in Matthew 21 and verse number 22? It says, ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Oh, hallelujah. So, one we're asking Two, we're believing. How do we believe? We need to build our faith. How do we build our faith? We build our faith by the Word of God. All right. So, sometimes we just need to create the atmosphere for us to be able to engage in a prayer. There's lots of times, and I think if you were to be an athlete, you could say this. I didn't want to get up early in the morning and go to the gym. I didn't want to go to the track. I didn't want to go to the pool. I didn't want to do all those things. Even though once I was involved in them, even though once I was doing them, it felt good. It feels great after I'm all said and done. However, at the very moment that they're there, going in there, it's something to say, oh man, I just don't want to be here right now. I'm tired. I'm struggling. It's the same thing. And sometimes we need to recognize that prayer is exactly like that. We want to move forward and we've got to create a time, we've got to create an atmosphere, we've got to create a culture around us where it's going to cause us to say, I'm going to do these things because I know where I'm going. I've got the focus, I've got the thing that I need uh, laid right out in front of me. So, I want to express to you that we as the Church of Jesus Christ, have an opportunity, and we have the ability through Jesus to be able to present His Word. And this world needs you, and it needs me. Why? Because we carry the Spirit of God upon us. And if we carry the Spirit of God upon us, then that means that we're able to release that what Jesus did. 
Why? Because the Word of God says, greater things you shall do. If Jesus said greater things you shall do, then that means that we have an obligation to do the things that he was doing. I, I won't get into this too, too much right now, but what I can say is this. You talk about prayer, you talk about praise. Your praise has got to equal your prayers to be healed. And so, how do I know this? Well, you know what? When we start to talk about Paul and Silas, they were bound up in the jail. You know, it's in Acts 16 and 25. And it says, they prayed and they sang praises to God. <laughs> do you have a praise in your heart? Because let me tell you something. As you begin to lift up a praise to God, what that's going to do is that's going to join in. Remember, we've got the Tehillah and the Tefillah, the spirit of praise and the spirit of prayer joining together. And when they joined together, what had happened was there was a release of God's power, a release of his authority, and all of the prison doors burst open and all the fetters were broken off. Why? Because there is authority that was released. There is power that's released. And when you do that, it's not only going to be in your life, but it's going to be in all those people that are around you. It wasn't just for Paul and Silas. But when they began to step out in faith, when they began to call unto God and sing praises to Him and shut that door, basically, because they were in that prison, they had no options. Now they began to do what they knew that they were called to do. And that relationship they had with God. And they began to say, God, we thank Thank you, we praise you, we bless you, we honor you for who you are. It doesn't matter what situation we're in, we recognize that you are awesome in all ways, and we count it a privilege to serve you and to honor you and to magnify your name. And as they begin to magnify, there is something that was so great within them that it couldn't just stay within them anymore. And it had to break out because magnification is all that, it makes things bigger. And that which was in them got bigger, and that jail cell couldn't hold it anymore, nor could any of those prisons. And just the same way, when you begin to step out in prayer, when you begin to step out in praise, there's something that begins to stir up within you, and it doesn't matter what pressure is around this world, that which is within you is greater, because that is the Spirit of God. And I just want to close in saying this, I want to encourage you to get into that time of prayer. We're going to talk a little bit more about faith. I believe that God is going to release something into your lives, and I'm going to pray for for you right now before we close that father in the name of jesus that you release your holy ghost fire upon each and every single person that's watching god i pray that if there is anybody here that is listening oh god that is wavering that god that you would fill them with faith that you would cause them to get back into your word that you would anoint them oh god for service to you father i pray in the name of jesus that you would tear down oh god the very gates of hell god i pray for anybody oh god that feels locked up and trapped, then in the name of Jesus their prison doors would be burst open and the fetters would be upon them, O God, in a spiritual sense would be broken off, that you would give them freedom and joy and peace. Father, I thank you and I bless you and I just pray for your anointing, O God to rest upon each and every single person that's watching. In the mighty name of Jesus I ask, amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and to listen. And I pray God's blessings upon you. And I will see you soon. God bless you.